0: Hey, voice teachers, it is Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast, podcast number 31, is for those of you who are hosting contemporary music recitals and would like to know more about giving your students the opportunity to work with a band. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hey, voice teachers, thank you so much for joining me on the Full Voice Podcast. I hope you are having an inspired day. As always, I am excited to share some teaching tips and some strategies for you and for your students. Today, we are talking about recitals and adding something special, uh, a really unique and wonderful And I think practical opportunity, which is letting your students perform with a small ensemble, with a band. And I want to thank and shout out to Heather Best from Idaho. Hello, Heather. Uh, Heather is a colleague of mine. We connected on Facebook and she wanted to know about the band that i use for my student recitals i've been uh, giving my students for a couple of years now the opportunity to work with a rhythm section and it has been lot of fun and my students have really enjoyed it my parents have really enjoyed it so she wanted to know more about that so i'm always happy to share um i'm always happy to share things that uh, are really working in my teaching studio and i hope that you find it interesting and useful now before we get started uh i want to talk about recitals and i want to talk about unrecitals so if you are listening to this this podcast at the time of release well it really doesn't matter what time you're listening to this we are always preparing our students for a performance maybe it's an audition maybe it's a recital maybe it's an exam there's always a deadline and and it's important it's important to have goals and opportunities for our students to perform but I have this wonderful community of teachers on Facebook And I love seeing uh, what amazing inspired things that they are doing. And I don't know who came up with this term. It might've been Sarah Campbell. She's so clever, but unrecitals. So a lot of teachers are posting about unrecitals and it makes me smile because whether we like to admit it or not, recitals have a bad reputation for being stressful long and boring (laughs) and I know in my early days of teaching uh, when I was teaching lots of kids I probably fell into that category of stressful long and boring and uh, teachers are working hard nowadays and making recitals um, fun and exciting and whether that's a change of location or choosing a theme. Um, or uh, featuring a specific genre of music, there's so many ways that we can make our recitals a lot of fun. Now, one of our first podcasts, I think it was podcast number five, which was about hosting great recitals, was all about making your recital a a really fantastic fun event and um, that is still one of our most popular podcasts it's I think it's one of the ones that have been that has the most listens and um, that podcast shares some really great ideas I highly recommend it lots of great strategies there Um, now I have been working uh, really hard at making my recitals fun and engaging engaging for my students and for the families for many years And I do put many, many hours into them um, because, quite honestly, and this is evil Nikki speaking. I'm being very candid. You can't see this. It's a podcast, but my eyes are glowing red. No, kidding. Um, But quite honestly, I was really frustrated. I was really angry at the amount of families who would opt out of the year-end recital after working so hard with their kids all year long they had something better to do uh, whether it was a sport like a game a soccer game or a birthday party and it blew my mind how how quick they were to find something else to do and and it really it was frustrating it was uh, depressing and i was i i was really kind of put out so i thought you know i am going to make these recitals so awesome and celebrate my students, so that if you choose to opt out of my recital, you're gonna know how much you missed out. That's evil, Nikki. Okay, business Nikki recognizes that uh, recitals um, keep families involved. Uh, they keep they keep they give the students a goal. They keep kids motivated, families motivated, and recitals are a wonderful opportunity to talk to parents face-to-face and to thank them for the opportunity of working with their kids and to really um, finish off the year on, on a really strong, uh, no pun intended, but a really strong note. And uh, recitals need to be a celebration, a m- celebration of musical achievement. Now, uh, how did I get... How, so how did I get a band to back up my singers okay well it's a long story but it's a good story and there's lots of great strategies along the way so it all started uh about just over 10 years ago with my future husband he wasn't my husband at the time and taylor swift and that just didn't sound right but uh, let me explain so when taylor swift came on the scene and I do believe it was just over 10 years ago. And she released her first album. And all my young singers, all my young female singers loved her and wanted to sing her songs. Now, I didn't have a problem, nor do I still to this day have a problem with Taylor Swift. She uh, w- wrote some really uh, good, catchy tunes um, she had friendly lyrics that were not inappropriate for some of my younger singers. Um, she had really pretty singable melodies. She wasn't belting incredibly high, so it, it was usually a good range, with the exception that sh- uh, some of my younger singers we needed to raise the key just a little bit. Um, but it was very guitar based. Now, the other thing I liked about Taylor Swift is, is she really inspired a lot of my singers to want to play an instrument. And, and a lot of my girls started learning to play the guitar, and it was really fun. Um, but the challenge for recital time is that her songs are guitar-based. And uh, here's, here's a very important teacher tip. Um, friends do not let friends play Taylor Swift songs on a piano. It just is not, It's they don't sound right. They don't have the right feel. So because I had so many students wanting to do this poppy country music, I decided to ask my dear friend Sean Trotter if he would accompany some of my students on guitar. Now, Sean was a friend of mine from forever he was a professional musician. He was also a singer. He is a singer. He was is a musical um, a music educator. He's been teaching longer than I have been teaching, and he is a schooled musician. He studied jazz uh, at in college, um, and Sean was fantastic because uh, Sean did up his own charts. And he was able to transpose keys for my singers when needed. And he was able to play the acoustic guitar. So And he played it mindfully for young singers. So he was able to very dynamically for my younger, softer voices. And uh, this worked really well. My kids got to sing the songs that they were dying to sing. We got to put them in the proper keys, and uh, the accompanist was professional and mindful and played at a dynamic level that was appropriate. Now, my recitals, I've always had my students pay um, what I call an accompanist fee. So they always contributed, uh, I think it started at about $20, and that covered the cost of the accompanist for the rehearsal because we would always do a group rehearsal prior to the recital, and then it would cover the the cost of the accompanist for the recital as well. So asking Sean to accompany my students just meant um, the students that were using him and he was backing them up, then he would get the accompanist fee. And if they were doing their classical repertoire or they were doing musical theater, then the piano accompanist would get the fee. So it actually worked out really, really well. And for many years... For many years, I uh, I always had a guitar player. So I would have uh, my dearest friend, Ann Barnshaw, play the piano for my students. And then I would have Sean Trotter play the guitar for my students. And it worked out really, really well. Um, and... Uh, uh, the other nice thing, too, is Sean was also really uh, very kind with his time and his expertise and would often help my singers that were starting to learn the guitar. So he always was very helpful with them and uh, offered some, some guidance. Now, um, teacher tips. This may be a great place to start. Um, we didn't have to worry about a sound system and I didn't have to worry about microphones, which was really great because the, the church that I was using at the time for the recitals didn't have a sound system and I didn't want to bring one in. So Anne played the piano, Sean played the guitar. We didn't need microphones. It worked out really well. Now, my teacher tips, again, I would say hire a pro Um, If you can find another private music teacher um, that uh, is also teaching in your area, highly recommend that. Um, This is a great way to network with another teacher in your area with another teaching studio and we would do shared recitals so sometimes sean would have a few of his students that were ready to perform and they were always invited um to to perform at the recitals that that i was throwing and it it was a really nice uh combination and the parents really appreciated the opportunity now here's my heads up here's my my just be careful warning have a rehearsal make sure you give your students the opportunity to practice singing along with a guitar player because it is different than um a piano and when a guitar player is playing kind of a um, a strummy strum pattern the melody line isn't in there so Uh, and this is this is challenging for even some of my adult students there's not as much support in that kind of accompaniment as you would think Um, so sometimes for my younger students Sean would be very generous and he would record a practice track that we could use in the lesson so that the student got the hang of it now moving forward uh, so about Three years ago, I think, Um, in my teaching studio, I had uh, quite a few of my uh, more advanced teenagers and some adult students who were working on jazz standards. And they were uh, having a lot of fun and they were doing a fantastic job. Now, in my teaching studio, I believe it is very important for our singers to hear the rhythm section, especially if you are working on swing jazz. It's about feel. So I would use backing tracks with my singers. Uh, so when it came for uh, recital time, I thought that it would be fun for everyone to have the opportunity to work with a jazz quartet. And being that my husband is a seasoned jazz player and m- many of my colleagues are not only professional jazz musicians, but educators, I had a really great lineup of musicians that were available. Um, so I asked my students if they were, would be interested in performing with a band at the recital, and but that they would have to pay a fee because I don't ask my friends... ...to donate their services. That is something that um, I will not do. Uh, I think it is important for us as teachers, as educators... ...to advocate for paying musicians properly for their time... Uh, and so um, we figured it out uh, and I had about 12 students who were ready to do this this recital and it worked out that if everybody was okay with paying $50, that would cover the musician's time for the rehearsal and for the recital and nobody batted an eye, nobody gave me a hard time, everybody was excited for this opportunity And uh, it was a wonderful experience for me and for my students and for the ensemble. We all had a great time. Um, Now, this is where I do have a bit of an advantage. My... Teaching Studio is at uh, the church that my husband and I attend. My husband is the music director at our church and we have a blended service, meaning we have both contemporary music and traditional music. So we do have a sound system in our church. Now we are very fortunate. We are allowed to use the sound system and the sanctuary um, for our recitals. We always ask our families for donations. We don't charge a fee for people to attend, but people are usually really generous, and we usually collect close to $200, which goes back to our church that helps to take care of our piano and our our sound system. Um, It was a really great experience. It it was a little scary. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of work. Uh, It was um i was really nervous i didn't know how my my students would do with a band and if it would be appreciated but it turned out really well so a couple of teacher tips though um for a jazz recital you need jazz musicians so you want to hire people who are very good and fluent in this genre um, I was very fortunate because my colleagues are all also amazing music educators, and I don't think I also I want to say this don't pay out of your own pocket to do this. Get your your families and your students to contribute, and I do want to point out that the wrong musician can make your life miserable. I did have um, uh, an accompanist once who was not mindful uh, to the fact that my singers are new to this genre and they are, uh, new to singing with a microphone. And, um, this accompanist was a little too, hmm, how can I politely say, um, they kind of noodled and improvised over top of my singers singing, which, um, is punishable by death as far as I'm concerned. However, so what you may have to remember in this giving your students this opportunity to work with an ensemble is that you will have to advocate for your students. They won't know when to speak up or how to speak up. So don't be afraid to um, you know let let accompanists know uh, you know if they are not supporting the students properly the singers properly. Um, the other Uh, The other great learning opportunity, teaching opportunity, was to teach my students about lead sheets and uh, different types of scoring so that they knew when they purchased their music that they were to get lead sheets and not uh, singer pro or piano, vocal, guitar. Um, They also learned about cueing the band. So counting the band in, a very important and yet challenging um, skill. Um, and they also learned about, um, you know, solos, when the guitar player would take a solo, when the piano player would take a solo. And they, some of them were, were beginning to learn about improvisation. Really great opportunity. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So with the jazz recital being a hit two years ago... I decided that I wanted to give more of my students the opportunity. So I decided to have uh, a rhythm section, a band for my spring recital, giving all my students the opportunity to work with an ensemble, use a microphone. Um, And it was also a great opportunity for my students that were working on accompanying themselves. So uh, again, some some teacher tips, some guidelines, some suggestions here. Um, I don't have a ton of students. I think in total at the final recital, I maybe had 16 kids, uh, 16 performers. Not all of them were kids. Um, if you've got a big teaching studio with like 40 plus kids, this may not be a, a, the best situation for you. Uh, because, again, I, I did have a group rehearsal before the recital. Very important for students that have never used a microphone, that have never worked with a band. They need to hear it before they get up to perform. Uh, It was an enormous task, a very big chore, finding the right charts in the right keys, making sure I had copies made for the band, uh, making sure the the charts that I had, the scores that I had were the correct arrangements. Now I have to say musicnotes.com is a lifesaver. And what I've noticed recently is that many pop songs many hit songs right now are now available as transposable lead sheets which is what most contemporary musicians would want if they were playing for um in a band now um this is an amazing teaching opportunity and i want to encourage each and every one of you uh, do not hesitate to take time in a lesson to teach your students maybe the parents about how to purchase legal music online show them how to do it show them the difference between uh, piano vocal guitar um, singer pro lead sheet scoring because most people I don't know why this is everybody buys the easy piano which is never the right score for a singer, ever. Um, Talk to them about why keys are important. This is not a waste of lesson time, and this is something for my adult students. This is something I do with all of them. I expect them to be able to go online, find their music, and bring it into their lessons. And I do not buy music for my adults. For my younger students, my parents are in the room, when I'm teaching for the most part and again I will take a few moments out of the lesson to show them this is the song this is the scoring this is the key and this is where you're going to go purchase your music once I've done that then they are confident to purchase music from then on really important skill now when it comes to choosing repertoire again Repertoire is a challenge. It's always been a challenge. It will forever be a challenge for singing teachers. Um, You need to help your singers choose appropriate music for the recital. You need to guide them with suggestions. But don't be afraid to let your students bring in some ideas to you. I have to say, some of my students have surprised me with beautiful pieces of music, beautiful songs that I had never heard of before that have just been amazing for them. And yes, they've brought in pieces of music that they should never sing, not in a million trillion years. I am always respectful. Uh, I'm always encouraging. Um, So I usually ask them to bring in a couple of ideas rather than just one song, and we start early. We start early. Now, if they come in with a couple of songs and there's maybe two that we like, we might work on both for a while and then narrow it down. But you need to get your charts ready way in advance. And many of the musicians that I work with like to have links to YouTube performances so they can hear the song before the rehearsal. So you need to get all of this in place probably a couple of weeks before the recital and it is time consuming i have spent hours making sure i have everybody's music all photocopied all the musicians charts together it's a lot of work a lot of work the more organized you are the smoother the recital will go and the smoother the rehearsal will go actually Um, rehearsals can take a long time if everybody's searching for charts be super organized everything will run smoothly and uh, um, the other thing with Um, giving my students the opportunity to work with the band now I again I can't rave about my musicians enough they are so mindful uh, about working with young voices they are very very conscious and aware Um, they play at very uh, dynamic levels especially for my younger singers Um, even my drummer He's probably one of the most sensitive musicians I've ever heard. And when my littles come out, he plays so beautifully for them. It's just wonderful. So make sure that uh, you are listening carefully to the volumes and um, making sure that your singers aren't trying to sing over top of musicians that are playing too loud. Sometimes they do that. Okay, so... Now we're moving into uh, a really, really important, but there is a lot of information that um, I may not be able to fill in here. So uh, I've got some really great articles that I'm going to link to and I've got some strategies here for everyone. But we're going to talk a little bit about sound systems. If you are going to have your singers sing with a rhythm section with a band your singers will need to be amplified and this is um this is something that uh most of us especially if you are singing commercial contemporary music you need to know how to use a microphone now for those of you who don't have lot of experience with this the first thing I want to share with you is an amazing article Um, it's short and sweet but it's full of great information so this article is written by Michelle DeVoe her blog her website is faithculturekiss.com I'm gonna put a link on our podcast page she wrote this wonderful article uh, called handheld mics not mics so Uh, you'll see it. You'll get it when you see it. Um, But she's really put together some really simple information for those of you that are just new to using a microphone. But I love this quote. I'm reading this from her blog. I think this is so, so true. Um, So there are several gazillion types of microphones in the live music world, all essential to bringing sound to audiences in a way that can honor the talents of musicians. It's sad to say that most performers don't actually know anything about microphones or how they work, leading them to miss out on a ton of performance capital. Knowing just a few things about mics can make the difference between a savvy and comfortable performance and an awkward, unprofessional one. And you know what? I agree 100% percent with Michelle on that statement. I have seen singers that I know who are incredibly talented look and sound really awful because they do not know how to use that microphone properly and it is not something that it comes naturally to most people microphones are these weird things that get shoved in your face they invade your space and if you are working with kids or or well if you're working with any new singer they are going to need some supportive coaching so if this isn't something that you feel that you're you're really is is one of your strong skills don't be afraid to reach out to a colleague who might have some information and ability and this is a great opportunity for a workshop class um but uh i i've had a lifetime of using a microphone and um it is it is tricky for some of our students so uh and i just want to put this out there for those of you who are singing more classical repertoire um I believe, I truly believe that learning to use a microphone is important for all singers. So to think that your students won't benefit from this information is not forward thinking. They will they will have opportunities that will come up that will require them To have a microphone shoved in front of their face so give them that information or at least give them the opportunity to learn more about it so I'm going to put a link to this really fantastic article on our podcast page thank you Michelle DeVoe for that awesome and she's so funny too. I love her. Um, I actually had a Skype meeting with her today. She's just such a lovely, passionate teacher. Um, I have a feeling I might be doing a podcast with her soon. Now, sound systems. Um, Sound systems, that gets even more complicated. You've got speakers, you've got monitors, you've got mixing boards. It requires some knowledge and understanding. So again, If you are new to a sound system, I can't encourage you enough to reach out to someone who has some knowledge in this. Now, if you are looking for a venue to do this type of recital, um, again, I highly recommend looking for a a small or medium-sized church that may have a sound system already in place. If a church has a praise band and has a contemporary worship music program i guarantee that the church will have a sound system but uh, you can ask a friend or colleague to help you out now for those of you who are in canada The kind and friendly people at the Long and McQuaid music stores uh, are in the PA departments are so knowledgeable and wonderful. And their job is to help people uh, when they're renting equipment to learn how to use it properly. And I know that Long and McQuaid University um, has this workshop class all about setting up a PA and managing a PA. Now, when you are only worried and dealing with amplifying your singers there are some simplified systems some some really simple uh personal monitors um some speakers that you can actually plug directly into so one of the the ones that my husband recommends and that both sean and i have used uh when we've we've been performing together um sometimes sean and i if we're performing in a small space we don't want to bring um, a bigger system. It's it's not necessary. But we use uh, a personal monitor. And they're made by a company called Mackie. And uh, the again, I'm going to put photos of this and links to this. But sometimes all you might need just to give your students that little amplification over top of the rhythm section is a personal monitor. You don't need to get a big speaker system uh, and mixing board and stuff there are some simple solutions so it's not as confusing and overwhelming as you may think there are some solutions out there that are portable that are easy and if you do have to rent them they won't cost you a fortune so I'm going to put all that information onto the website onto the podcast page so you can check them out so there you have it for those of you who are working with singers, singing commercial music, giving them the opportunity to use a microphone and play with a band is definitely a fantastic opportunity. It is a lot of work, but it is worth it. Now, after the spring recital um, a few years ago, uh, the first recital that I had done with my entire teaching studio with the band, my students and my families enjoyed it so much that. Everybody was asking, can we please do this every time? And many of my older teenagers and my adult singers enjoyed it so much. And it was such a huge boost in their confidence that they have on their own, um, out of their own effort, they've sought out other opportunities, whether it be at school or with their church praise bands, or just some of my adults have started going out to jam nights and singing they feel really confident, they have the skills, they know how to use the microphone, and it's really nice to see that the effort that was put into these recitals is, is giving back. And, and I know that if you're interested in doing this, it is worth it. Um, if you have any questions, feel free, as always, to reach out. And I want to wish everyone... A fantastic day of teaching for those of you who are working on your unrecital. For those of you who are working on doing something really incredible, really special for your students, uh, good for you. It will be worth your time and effort. So, thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to hearing about how awesome your recital was. Please give us some feedback about how your recital went, and. As always, I am wishing you happy singing from Full Voice Music. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. Canoe Music.ca